And hello everybody, welcome to Buffs and Nerfs, I'm Sam Hall, and over there somewhere to the east of me is my co-host Andrew Lanza. Andrew, how are you today? East End represent, what up? Uh-oh, oh man, are we already beefing? I'm West End, you know? West Side is categorically the best side. I mean, it's right there in the rhyme, so. But I guess we should leave this beef <laughs> for another podcast, or when we are able to hang out in person, and then we'll fight each other, it'll be great. Oh yeah, we'll knife fight, but like West Side story style, where we're kind of like it's like a dance knife. Yeah, fight, we're constantly like, like snapping our fingers, like snap it to snap. I, when I, you're I'm, a jet, you're a jet all the way. Oh, you're you're. I think you're a shark, bro. Like honestly. Well, I mean, truth is, I was a jet for a while, but then they kicked me out because of my controversial views, and now I had to be a shark. <laughs> Your pro shark agenda. My pro shark agenda. Yes, you know what? I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe sharks shouldn't be killed. I believe that they are perhaps the apex predator of the oceans outside of like giant squids and krakens. I don't know. They got some. Levi? They got some delicious fins for soup. Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm a vegetarian. Ooh, not cool, that dude. Was a joke. I mean, I love eating meat. If you know what I mean. And no, I would never eat shark meat. Except, okay, does any? Are we allowed to do side uh, sides in this that have nothing to do with video games? Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> jump ahead about two minutes and it's already boring the shit out of you so when i was 10 a friend of the families got married in trinidad and tobago so we went down there for two weeks for the wedding it was, it was a lovely wedding it was it was really great to be down in the uh, caribbean there but we spent sort of the middle weekend on a place called pigeon point beach on tobago i believe and i was 10 this was uh, the 80s so what i'm about to tell you was totally cool and they had this hut, just like the small little shack, really, that had just these guys making uh, shark burgers. And literally behind it was a carcass of a shark that they would take, you know, cut off a bit of the meat, do the grinding right there, fry it up and give you the shark burger. And to this day, over 30 years later, I can, as soon as I'm thinking about it right now, it's like, it was like a salty burger and like just my mouth starts watering a little bit. It was, it was delicious, but don't eat shark. But oh man. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's it, different though. They're like, I'm sure those people were like using like, most if not all of the shark they're not just like oh no no like no they would the... cut it off a piece make you a burger and throw the rest away they had like a big pile of sharks behind them it was i was it's like just one burger it was the shark. 80s man it was reagan's america it was uh you know uh the russians we could get nuked any day so let's just kill sharks that was the attitude and with that note we're now going to talk about video games but as is our tradition instead of just jumping right into our subject for today which will be mentioned momentarily uh, let's talk some game news. Uh, Andrew, any big news? Have you have you done any stock investing lately? Anything like that? To the moon! Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I, 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 it's. I mean, the the clearly the big news is is uh you know the Reddit slash Robinhood you know inf not inflate I guess inflating uh the price of shares for GameStop and AMC. I, is and, it inflating? And... I think inflating means you are making it artificially more valuable, but they're actually like it is truly yeah. That's why I, they yeah, are yeah. purchasing the stocks. So their mass purchasing of it does make and holding on to it does make it legitimately more valuable. It's not like okay, it's, okay, okay, okay. So I, no, I don't so, know. So, I don't so, know. So, you so, might be right. That might be the right term. So I do listen, read the listen, economist, though. So listen, I I um. I generally, like, I've seen the movie The Big Short, and, like, you know, I have a vague understanding of what went down in the uh, financial crisis. Have you also crisis. seen Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street, all that, yeah. You're so a financial it's like, genius, I get it. Um, so, like, I feel like you can explain this better. Like, as you said, you read The Economist. You are you are an avid listener? Reader? Listener, yeah. Like, uh, I, I do when I, I listen to it while I'm wearing my exercises. I learn about, you know, the middle right British view on the world. 
So yeah, so I feel like you are slightly more equipped to explain the whole situation, maybe to somebody who's listening who's not as familiar. Okay. So what shorting is, is basically you take borrow stock from somebody and you say, go to a third party and you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sell this to you now at $10, but you're pretty sure the stock's going to go down so that you buy it in the future at $2 and you make $8 profit per stock. And what happens is the, per- the original person who held on to the stock gets usually a 4% of the sale and also if the stock is accruing any dividends they get that paid to them they're literally just loaning it to you You don't actually own the stock but what happens is if the stock goes up you still have to go back to that original person and let's say you borrowed 100 units off them you have to give him 100 units so what's going on here is that wall street bets jacked the price up really high on gamestop stock because a lot of people were betting it to basically go under because they thought it was a failing brick and mortar uh operation and it actually turns out as a sidebar it's not doing as bad as people think like ignoring this whole situation gamestop is actually doing okay so what happened is a bunch of wall street bets went hard into the stock and raised its price gigantically and all these people who shorted it are like we thought this was going to be two dollars and now it's like three hundred dollars um we still have to get the stock and give it to the people that we borrowed it from but long story short hedge funds are losing like i think one lost like 20 billion dollars this is this is crazy this is crazy but i love so it so good like when i see that i'm just like yeah they <laughs> like spend... you've been you've been you've been using the fucking stock market like ever since like you know uh deregulation went down like they've they've essentially just like the these you know hedge funds and stuff like that and these 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 traders have just been essentially using the stock market as their own like personal fucking cash machine essentially they just mm-hmm. like manipulate the market like you said by creating these shorts and then creating false demand or, or a, a false you know inflation or um degradation i guess in the price of stocks and then use that to their advantage and then it's just like doing it at a mass level where now these people on reddit have the same access to you know because back in the day you needed to have like i don't know what it's called but you need some like you needed that crazy machine well you need the you well you needed like a crazy machine to like access oh. the like the stock market and stuff like that and it was a very like like not secretive but like you had to like it was an exclusive specific, club exclusive exclusive yeah you needed like certain ins you needed certain software blah, blah 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 but now this app like you know there's apps now like kind of you know the one that's kind of uh gotten a little more prolific is is robin hood now and um you know there's there's websites and different apps and that sort of thing that has put this into the hands essentially and literally of every man and yeah and then you have websites like reddit that people can use to organize and do these mass buys of you know essentially quote meme stocks that are you know amc dogecoin i saw was like going up like crazy even though it's still worth like not a lot but it went up like 300 percent or something like that obviously no it's like 0.03 still like no joke no joke yeah, and then obviously GameStop as well. Like, that's that's obviously the big one. But yeah, and then now there's, like, calling for, like... Now all the rich people are like, oh, this needs to be regulated, na 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 And, like, I just, like, love these video compilations of just, like, rich old white dudes just, like, crying about how these people are essentially doing the same thing that they have been doing for the last, like, two decades. Well, how do you feel about the latest development where uh, Robinhood actually suspended trading of GameStop stock on its platform? And a lot of what these investors... And, are, and the other ones too. Like, oh, like the other ones AMC, did as well. Yeah. AMC, like all the... There's, a, there's like, a, like a handful of like 
ones that everybody it's like amc gamestop and i i can't remember there's there's a handful of other ones as well yeah it's this is crazy like i mean it's the whole everything up till then was just like okay well you know what they're not doing anything wrong but the moment that robin hood said oh you can't uh trade this stock anymore on our thing that's bullshit you know what like you you have this business model where it's access to the stock market and you can't you shouldn't at least i mean i guess you can obviously can but you shouldn't be able to suddenly say arbitrarily no we got to stop this because this is causing us problems and the only people it's hurting are hedge fund managers and i think there's something about robin hood while it does allow access to the everyman for to um money stuff yeah that's what it's called money stuff money stuff um the rich people's money stuff savvy business they're savvy business yes uh <clears throat> god such a great name i wonder who came up with that oh that's right and basically i think robin hood is actually owned partially by a larger trading company or something like that so they're not quite the uh, i mean well i guess the folk hero that they want to live up to with their name so long story short gme stocks have gone through the roof uh gme being the trading uh name for number call sign i don't know but the trading symbol gesture acronym i don't know acronym yeah acronym sounds about right no wait that one too anyways um long story short that stock's gone through the roof so if you have some and you're making bank off it congratulations and if you're a hedge fund uh owner broker or whatever -er -er, um i'm sorry for the loss of money but you know yeah also gamble man you you brought up that you know robin hood has like halted the trade of these kind of these quote meme stocks the thing is is robin hood is owned like the app is owned by some i forgot what hedge fund it is but it's owned and like it was like created by some hedge fund so essentially like it's it's it, i mean it's still shady but if if you realize that it's owned by the hedge fund it's essentially like they fucking bit their own ass on that one you know what i mean so it's like they're losing money at all these trades but it's like they facilitated it so anyway i mean them halting it is like again like that's their own version of fucking market manipulation like you know what i mean and it's just it's just so fucking like as i said man just seeing these people just like cry on fucking cnn and shit like msnbc and whatever and just like crying about like what the what the free market is doing it's just like wow like this is what you wanted you so like this is this you sowed your own seeds like this is the bed you made that time to fucking lie in it yeah decades of basically doing screwing over poor people and some well and by poor people i mean even like middle class people by their standards uh suddenly striking back like no no this shouldn't be allowed cry me a river into your yacht on your pool made of bourbon i'm assuming Ooh, pool yachts pool, pool yachts, yachts. Very oh yeah fancy. no if i was very rich fancy. that's what i would do and with that almost quarter of an hour talking about video games in the most tangential way we're now going to talk about video games so the subject of today's episode is things or as i like to call them trends and tropes in video games that gotta go these are the things that video games have been doing for a while and it's not fun it they, they've either worn up with their welcome or there's something that just shouldn't have been done in the first place uh maybe there's something that were that references back to a more dated time like an earlier era of video games or sometimes it's just something a particular franchise is doing long story short video games we love them but we also know like all of you listeners probably know they have these issues and to start us off is the first one from my co-host andrew w lancer mm. well thank you sir yeah, you're welcome. um also might i add 
it was a good segue. You just kind of fucking snuck in there. That was good. You wrangled it. I got away I enjoyed from it a little bit. I'll admit, but hey, hey no, we 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 got we got back to it. Um, yeah. So I think probably my least favorite trope of all time in a video game um, would have to be the escort mechanic. Mm. Um, that is just any time I play a game and there is a section where you have to escort an NPC, it just fucking, the game grinds to a halt. Um, it's almost like a, a, like an honorable mention. I was thinking of including it, but like um, included stealth mechanics are also, and, it, and if you take both those things, like uh, like a forced stealth mechanic, and like, you know, that a game doesn't necessarily utilize for the most part, like I, I mentioned in another uh, podcast, Spider-Man, where there's a few levels of forced stealth mechanics. So if you take a forced stealth mechanic, with a forced um, NPC where, where you have to like escort or like hand, essentially handhold an NPC in a game. It just fucking, I just hate it so much. And like the NPC AI is always just so bad. And there's like some games where there's like kind of like a, a stay here function and like a follow me function. And it just never fucking works. For number one worst ever implementation of an escort mechanic would for me have to be i don't know if you ever played it but uh there was the phantom menace game for i played it for ps1 i'm sure it came no I, I i don't think i've ever played it i might have played like lego star wars this is probably as close as i got no this was like the official tie-in game that came no, out in like 99 or whatever like 2000 like with the movie and like first of all this game is just so fucking bad like it's like the epitome of like movie tie-in game that's weird considering the movie that's uh coming from hey man i enjoy phantom menace i will i i stick by phantom menace to this day i enjoy it is it the best movie of all time hell no it is it's got tons of flaws i enjoy phantom menace to each their own i'll this is my cross to die on but anyway so there's a mission or missions i believe in the game but one specifically that i remember playing where and this was like back in the day too so i was like i don't know grade like grade nine or something like that grade eight and i'm playing uh star wars phantom menace and there's this one level the level where you're kind of like escaping naboo with queen abidala and there like you have to escort queen abidala through naboo as you're escaping and this game is already bad and then the game, like this bad game, implements bad stealth mechanics with bad AI and bad, uh, like bad AI for your escort NPC, who is Abidala, and it just it just creates this this whirlwind of just garbage, and you have like these um, tanks that patrol up and down, and if if she gets shot once by this tank, it will just one shot her. And, like, there's, like, as I said, there's that, like, stay and follow mechanic where it's, like, one button, like, I don't know, triangle, stay, and squares, whatever. I don't remember what it was. But they just literally just didn't work, and she would just do whatever she wanted. I don't even know how. I eventually, I eventually just through, like, luck and, like, brute forcing it, like, the AI just randomly did its own thing and, like, beat it after, multi- like, so many tries. I don't even know why I tried that long. But I finally did beat it. Did you actually beat the game as well, or...? I got, I remember I got to the final fight where you fight Darth Maul, and just with, like, I don't know, I just, like, couldn't, I just couldn't be asked. I remember you have to, like, traverse these, like, fucking bridges, and, like, just, like, keep getting up to, like, Dar- where Darth Maul's fighting Qui-Gon, and I just, like, I was just like, I hate this game. I'm not playing it anymore. Again, I was, like, 
grade nine. So and like, you know, back in the day too, it's like, if you have, if you get a new game, that's, it's not like these days where you have your own money and you're like, you got like a bunch of different games that you haven't played on the go. It's like, you have that one game that you bought, like, yeah, it's like Phantom Menace. I think I bought it like used from fucking Blockbuster or something. And yeah, so it's like, that's all like, that was the new game. So I just played the shit out of it for a while. And finally, as I said, I was just like, and it had like the most piss poor platforming like everything everything that you could stick into that game that was bad it was just all around terrible i i i first of all i don't ever want to play this game i don't think i ever would in the first place but you made don't it do. sound terrible but i want to add a slight um thing that i 100 grand escort missions what also is annoying and this is this isn't nearly as bad as escort mission was kind of a similar thing are follow missions where you have to keep pace with an npc but you invariably run faster than them so you're just yeah. constantly like, oh, when okay. You it's, walk it's like, slower than them. You walk slower than them, but you run faster than them. So you're like, instead of just like walking with the person, you're like running ahead. Can you imagine if you were having a conversation with someone on the street? You know, in the future when we're able to actually talk to run, each other walk, on the street, run walk. And he runs past you, then he like sort of stops, waits for you to pass, and keeps doing that. It's nuttiness. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one hundred percent right. I, was I, I think that's part that of escort up. missions in a very abstract way, but yeah, yeah or no, even or even terrible. you have escort missions where the same thing is. Where I was actually going to bring that up, I totally forgot until you did. Where it's the same thing, where you're escorting somebody, but they, as I said, they walk faster than you walk, but slower than you run, and you have to mm-hmm. do this like yeah, as you said, it's like awkward, like 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 run walk, run walk, run walk, and you just look like a like a flipping knob. Yeah. Um, but one, I just wanted to shout out one game. Okay. Now, so see, this is a game like um, there's Ico or Eco, Ico, Eco. Who? I think um, it's Ico, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I've heard both. I'm sure one of them is right. Um, we'll find a GIF about it. Yes, but yeah, so that game is essentially one long escort mission. Um, that it actually like works. I feel like because the game is based around it. Like, and I don't know. You have, I guess, there's more of um, like a connection to the character you're escorting. So you do kind of like have this like want to protect you like the, the the ai at times was janky af for for that but there were like for the most part i feel like it worked um not like the uh so they also made shadow colossus and then what was the other the last guardian oh, i haven't yeah, played yeah, last yeah, i forgot about that last guardian is essentially like a reverse escort mission it's like the dog there's like a giant dog that like escorts you but you control the dog that is escorting you so it's almost like a reverse escort mission i feel like i never played it but i have seen a lot of because like that game was in development hell for like what like 15 years or something like that like that mm-hmm. game was in development for like a whole cycle and then it, it like, came thought, out though right yeah it came out for ps4 but it was originally supposed to come out for ps3 and just like skip the ps3 but yeah so that game i've seen videos on it and like that game had it looks seems like it had really bad ai just from like watching YouTube videos and shit on it. Um, again, I haven't actually played it, so maybe that's just a compilation of poor AI uh, moments. But yeah, what would throwing it back to you? What would your first choice for tropes that gotta go? All right, my first TNT choice, as I call it. See it, TNT, dynamite. Um, is a little th- thing that I mean, I don't know if it's a specific name for this, but I, my question is, when it, this happens to me, is why can't I kill this guy? What it is, is in a lot of video games, you play as a character that is pretty easy with killing. Like, we're talking the Grand Theft Autos, your Assassin's Creed, your, uh, uh, I don't know, your Destinies, but um, that's a different story. But basically, when a game gives you a character, or introduces some character to your, uh, like, story, and your just instant reaction is like, this guy is going to be trouble, or this guy is trouble, 
I should just kill this guy and would solve my problems. And you can't. I know it sounds crazy to be saying, why can't I kill? I sound like a psychopath. But there's, um, I'm going to give you uh, th two quick examples and then the bit worst example of all time. Now, two quick examples are from relatively recent games. One is from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You have a crew of Vikings who you raid with all the time. You're jumping off the ship attacking them. And there's a one on them called one in the crew called Dag, whose sole existence is to go like, your brother's better. You know, like he's the real guy in charge. You're you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, Eivor, Eivor. You know, like if he if, if, if your brother was here, it'd be fine. And you're just like the whole time. I'm like, I'm a Viking. This guy talked back to me. I mean, Vikings are known for, like, yeah, if you step on their toe, they're like, well, you're going to get a blood eagle. And instead, this, like, you have to just tolerate him the whole time. I haven't finished the game. Maybe he's got some plot point in the future. But he is definitely a character where I'm like, this guy is going to be trouble. Why can't I kill him? Now, a lot of people probably listening haven't played Assassin's Creed, so I'm going to go back almost two years, I think, to a much more popular game that a lot of people played. Red Dead Redemption 2, and the character I am talking about, of course, is Micah. Micah. Yep, you knew it, <laughs> you knew it. I, I mean, I know you finished a game, and I haven't finished a game, but just through existing in a consuming uh, video game media, I have learned he ain't to be trusted. But I remember the first time playing that game before I had any clue about what was coming on down the line. Like, I played it like I bought it day one. One of the earliest missions, you rescue this guy, and he's in a jail in a town. And he's all like, come on, Arthur, you gotta get me out of here. And you're like, well, I don't know. And I'm just sitting there going like, okay, I'd leave this guy. This guy's gonna be trouble. Like, But the, then, but uh, then I understand, but if, if that, if you can do that, like, I, like it just, the entire game, they, they would have to change the entire game. They would have to, like, make essentially two well, completely different games if that were the case. Well, what I think is, like, um, yes, okay, maybe they would have to make a choice. But what I'm saying is, like, they should have designed around that like or just omitted the character entirely basically what it is is these writers and creators of games create an antagonist need you to have an antagonist but since a video game is not a film where you control every moment and there's also a lot of time where you're in between plot beats whether you're going around clearing points on a map or uh uh returning to a base and checking like the, video games aren't a consistently straight narrative regardless of what maybe some games like those uh Oh, what's that coming out? Like more like more like things like things like that are like very linear. Will have like curated moments. Yeah, exactly. but like but those games are like more like of like an open world like sandbox. Yeah, exactly. So like and with Red Dead Redemption too, like you mean you might jump to the next mission or you might spend five hours and go to the next mission. So they can't really do that. But what I find is like characters like that exist solely to annoy and betray the main character and. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just kind of like I'm not saying you can't have an antagonistic character that comes back and forth, but just do don't telegraph it from like the yeah. first mission. Like it's like 100%. yeah, okay, that guy's gonna be bad. And uh, well, you you play the game. He does betray. Uh, sorry, spoilers for Red Dead Redemption Two. He does betray the, you, right? I think he betrayed you before the story even starts, right? Yeah, he's essentially like the final, essentially like the final boss. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. and it's just. And not only that, okay, so in the story, Arthur is relatively, at least when I play him, he's a relatively honorable guy. I mean, I know some people like to go crazy with him. I, I generally play him as, as a fairly moral dude. And like, okay, so we rescue him in that mission. And then suddenly we're shooting up an entire town of lawmen. Like we killed like 30 people to go two blocks in a town and he kills some people to get his guns back. And I mean, at this point, like, okay, I bust him out of jail. I'm loyal to Dutch. And as soon as he did that, I'm like, okay, Arthur would just shoot this guy right now. He would just shoot this guy and say, sorry, Dutch, 
tried to break him out the law got to him you know like there comes a point where arthur's morals and the type of character he is especially with the way i was put, but i think even if you were playing really lawless would say this guy's trouble he's better dead but this is not the worst example andrew were you alive in the early 2000s say mid 2000s i certainly was do you happen to remember a game called grand theft auto san andreas do you remember who your primary antagonist in that was vaguely Officer Tenpenny, voiced by Samuel L. That's Jackson. That's right. So this is a game where you literally are a gangbanger who, you know, on the way to go to the gym and then go buy a pizza slice, you might kill 10 people and shoot 50 cops, but your primary problem is a cop who says, hey man, you do anything? Frame you for killing a cop. And it's like, uh, I think they're aware I have an issue with the police. Like, it's, it's creating these characters that are just like, borderline nonsense and that's i remember when i played grand theft auto san andreas it was like i love the game and it is in my opinion probably the best grand theft auto game i i know the modern versions fives and stuff are great but like gta san andreas clicked with me i loved it but the one fault i had with that game was this character that like i'm like uh why don't i shoot him why don't i shoot him right now i've killed three cops on the way here not on purpose but you know when you're driving you know you got one of those like shitty cars you actually run over some people and shit happens but this, like, one cop is, like, the whole game got you under his thumb. I think he had sort of eases off when you go to San Fierro. But still, like, it's just, it's ridiculous when games have characters like that. Have you ever experienced this, Andrew? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? Of, of, of course, of course. Um, I, I'd like to almost, like, I had, like, kind of, like, an honorable mention. I'd oh, almost like to put, like, a spin on yours. A spin on yours where it's, like, you don't like the character that can like can never die essentially they're like almost untouchable they're like invincible yeah um one thing i i hate though is like when like say you're playing a game and like during the game you're getting shot like a million times like you have a health bar you get shot like a million times and it's fine like you have a health bar like whatever you regain your health and or you know you get a health pack and whatever and then i hate the cutscene bullets where it's like your character gets shot by a bullet in a cutscene, <laughs> and then like in his leg or something, and then all of a sudden it's like a slow mo shot of it like going through his leg, and he like falls over and he's like clutching his leg and he like can't move, and then like the boss is like over top of him with like a gun, being like, "I finally got you here." It's like, dude, I got shot in the neck like nineteen times on the way here. I slapped like a fucking band aid on it and kept going. It was fine. Yeah, I, I, you're a hundred percent right. That's sort of the mechanical version of the concept. It's very like. I mean, I understand video games aren't meant to be real, but there does come a point where it's like, you know, I've literally just gone through this, uh, I'm thinking like a Max Payne or something, where like I've had a stadium worth of people shooting at me of these drug cartel guys, and then like one guy comes up and just shoots me in the shoulder. I'm like, oh, I'm out! About yeah. that was the bullet that did it, not the three hundred before, but that one. Oh, or or oh. like or like also, um, it's like on the way to the boss, I'm like just like shooting up the place. I've yeah. killed like nineteen of his henchmen, like just going nuts, like executing people. People's faces are getting blown off. I get to the boss and I'm like, "You're a bad man. You've murdered people. You like you like you murdered like three people." And like on the way to him, I just like murdered like an entire army of his goons who yeah. probably all had families. Yeah, I think this all stretches back to the concept of this. As soon as somebody is in your way in a video game, they're fair game. Even if they're like, wait, my name's Pete. I've got a, like, wife and kids. I'm just doing the security. Like, I got hired by... You know, it's... It, yeah, you're 100% right. It's... Video games are fine when they let you kill people, but just, like, stop trying to have your cake and eat it, too, and being like, oh, we've got this great story beat where, you know, like, he realizes the other guy's a murderer and he's gonna punish for crimes. Meanwhile, you've 
just killed 300 people. It, yeah, it's like, again, I get, like, those. that's why these things are honorable mentions for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I thought I'd just, like, throw them in at some point. Oh, like, absolutely. Right no, no. If you, if... But but they're, like, I get why they exist in, like, like a storytelling standpoint. Like, I fully get it. And that's why I'm not like, I hate this game. Burn it. I'm never playing it again if one of these things happens. But yeah. Last thing I'll say on this subject is it yeah. feels like the game designer and the story writing team sort of talked a bit, but, like, never really sat down and said, Okay, here's what I'm going for with what I'm doing. How does that work with what you're planning? Oh, oh, okay. So I'm gonna have to change a few things here. But yeah. So that's that's my uh, first uh, trope. I think has got to go. It's like just there. There's money in uh, video games. You can hire better writers. Do something about this. Like just just don't. It takes me right out when this happens. Oh, I'm so mad. I can feel my tension rising. Oh, I'm gonna need a moment. And during that moment, Andrew, would you like to discuss your second trope you dislike? Yeah, um, another trope that really bugs me, and I think this one probably bugs me personally more, just the way I play games. Like, I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to games. Like, I'm not really a hoarder in real life, is a weird thing. But, like, yeah, like, in video games, I'm, like, such a hoarder, like, when it comes to, like, materials and shit. It's those very super rare materials that you get, a la throwing it out to you in, in Destiny, maybe, like, an Ascendant Shard, mm-hmm. po- in Pokemon like the master ball just something like some material or item that is just so top tier that you never want to use it and essentially maybe you get one or like in pokemon you always get one master ball which is like a like a 100 percent catch rate except i think in gen one i think it was like a 95 percent catch rate which is bullshit but yeah so essentially it's like you get like one or like a couple of these items and you essentially never use them so me personally like i'm a hoarder like i like when it comes to items i like to have like a nice assortment whatever but it's like i'll get to the final boss fight and i'll have just like all these one-off items or whatever that are just like super powerful and like even in like the final boss fight of the game or like the final level of the game and like an rpg or something in like uh like you have like a uh, you know an elixir or something you mm-hmm. only have like a few elixirs that like fully restore your party's hp and mp or whatever where you're just like you're like in a boss fight it's literally the last phase your 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 party's kind of like all a little bit hurt there's like one guy you know poisoned like your mat your your spellcasters and they're doing that thing where they yeah stand and you're like sleeping. and you have like three elixirs and you're just like do i use one of these mm. right now like do i and then just like yes fucking use one it's the last fight what are you holding on to it for so Personally, yeah, I think that's, again, that's more of, like, a personal thing where it's, like, items that are, like, too good to use, like, you almost never want to use them. I just feel like that trope needs to go, or, like, either make them less powerful or give me more of them. I don't know. Put them on a recharge, maybe. Or put them on a recharge, yeah. Something like you can only use, like, once per fight or something like that. Yeah, that's actually a good point. But, yeah, that's, that's, I think, something for me that's bothered me a lot and i think that's a very personal thing to me i mean other people i'm sure can relate but i don't think that's like a huge thing maybe maybe i said it needs to go maybe that's a bit too harsh maybe it's just like it needs a timeout well here's a funny thing you had an honorable mention about my last thing i actually have kind of an honorable mention about you as you talk about this it's sort of like this again kind of like yours was sort of like mine but hell yeah get in there it's okay so you've just you've been playing the game and you just got the sort of demon murder cool blood sword it does like a billion points and it cuts through any armor and it's just the greatest fucking sword and you're like yeah all right i'm gonna fight this next guy with it yeah Uh, oh oh credits what what i don't get a chance to use this oh i know i hate that it's sort of like what you're talking about it's like is but it isn't where it's like 
something, you get a really good item, and instead of, like, being able to get into it, be like, oh, you know what, I've been working a long time, and I finally got to this awesome armor, this awesome sword, it's like, oh, here you go, and game's over. Also, or even I... worse, it's like, you have to go through, like, I know some JRPGs have done this, I think I, like one of the Final Fantasies did it, where you can't even really get it until you finish the plot, and then you have to, like, go back and grind stuff, and, do, like, uh, it, it, yeah, I'm materia. Like, what, you gotta like grind materia and shit. Yeah, it's it's like give me a give me a little time with the awesome item. Yeah, I'll I'll jump off your your thing mm, there. Please um, do. The another thing that gets me in games is like like you said, you get like the ultra demonic demon slayer blade. Like it's like on fire. It's like red. It's like it's got jewels on it. It looks fucking badass. And then, like, you use that for maybe, like, an hour or two, and then you get to the next town, and then some random inn has, like, some, like, random metal sword that does, like, plus ten more damage than <laughs> your, like, crazy super demon slayer blade that you have to, like, kill a demigod for. Or it's even like... worse, it's selling the exact same sword. You found this amazing sword that, like, tight little town villagers, like, oh, yeah, I've got five of those. You want it? Three yeah, or, like, I mean, but even just, like, it's just, like, a random metal sword yeah. that's, like, yeah. it's, like, oh, yeah, this random metal sword that the next town over, like like 12 kilometers that way has like a way better sword made out of metal than this like ruby encrusted demon slaying sword that's on fire so yeah so th that's that's always like irked me a little bit 100%. just kind of like from like a storytelling standpoint i'm like well i mean like i get i get it from an rpg and like leveling up standpoint it's like that demon slayer blade can't be the most powerful thing you have because you got it halfway through the game you know what i mean yeah also, just, like, adding to what you said earlier, too. Games, like, that's why I love, like, I, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but, like, that's why I love, like, games as service games, you know, like, Division or Destiny, because, like, what you said, where it's, like, you will get to the end of the game. And, like, you know, most games have, like, a solid end game, but there is a point where it's, like, okay, I've done everything in the game. I love my armor. I got, like, the, the most badass weapon, and, like, there's, like, there's nothing to do with that weapon. So, like, I fully get what you're saying. That really annoys me, too, where it's, like, you you get the most badass weapon i remember in red dead revolver the game not red dead redemption red dead revolver for ps2 mm -hmm. i remember once you beat the storyline i don't remember if it was if you beat the storyline or like get all the collectibles or whatever you get this like giant cannon like this shoulder mounted cannon that literally shoots a cannonball but yes. there's literally nothing to do with it there's like no replayable content the only replayable content there is is like you could potentially get like attacked by bandits that's literally the only replayable oh, content in that game. So it's like, it, I think it was once you run 100% of the game. So it's like you 100% the game, you get the shoulder mounted cannon, and like literally you shoot, like I was shooting cows with it. Like that's what that's you do. It's like, terrible, cool, yeah. I can shoot cows with it. Or like randomly get attacked by like three bandits on horseback and then just like obliterate them and then like wait another hour until that happens again. As soon as you said that, I was like, I'm trying to think of it, but there's something in the, like, the fog of my memory. I remember playing a game that did something. It's like, congratulations, you finished the game. Here, have this arbitrary, going to say, a sword. Have this amazing sword. I'm like, well, where the fuck was this 20 minutes ago? I just went through like the worst boss fight I've ever had. What the fuck game was it? We'll, we'll, we'll circle back on it. So yeah, it kind of seems like we have some issues with items in, in games at times, whether they be, you know, too powerful to use or, you know, you get it and not you're not really able to use it. But yeah, so like, what do you, what would you say is your number two choice for, you know, tropes that G2G? Well, my number two choice is strictly a technical design choice at this point. Like it's, uh, I'm going to reference a game I'm playing right now. I just recently on Epic Store picked up for zero dollars Battlefront 2. I've I'm a fan of the EA Battlefront Battlefield games. Uh, not a massive fan, but I do enjoy them. I sort of like the big combat things. Them. But on one of the plants, especially this one called Felucia, I think, or something like that. I can't remember the name exactly. 
it's elements of design in a map where you're like, why can't I go here? I can obviously get up. What? Uh, can I go here? And you like end up jumping out of what is turns out to be a wall, and you're like, wait, no, but I should be able to climb up this. Or the dreaded like you're just walking along, and you're like, oh, I can go for. Wait, there's an invisible wall here to stop. Me? Ugh. Uh, maps so design should not I should never be able to I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I should never look at a place or a route or a surface or what have you and say oh I can go over there and then just find out I can't for a reason that's completely arbitrary like and it's not just necessarily um an invisible wall but it's things like like I was saying in this map uh, it's very sort of it's like your standard alien planet with giant fungal things trees gross etc and a lot of rocks and there's a lot of places where you're like on other maps the trails are pretty beaten down so you're like okay i go up here if i want to go up on this rise but here you're like walk up to something like is this it and you start jumping i can get half oh no no okay i gotta go around i'm sure as you learn a map it becomes especially for multiplayer maps it becomes uh, less of an issue but i find that too many games i've played over the years have these arbitrary like no, you can't go here, and we couldn't really figure out a way to represent that visually. Uh, well, an example that I am also thinking of is um, Elder Scrolls uh, for Oblivion had an ed- was basically a province of uh, Cyrodiil that was right in the middle, so it ha- it was bordered by land on all sides pretty much. So, you know, you could get to the edge of this province and be like, oh shit, I can go up this hill here, and then it would just say, no, turn back. You know, like. I feel that games, it should be, there should be a better way to design that. And I'm not saying everything has to take place on an island. I'm going to say I don't have the exact solution for this issue, but it is still frustrating, especially for stuff when you're like, okay, the edge of the map, you can kind of accept, okay, this is the edge of the territory, this is the edge of the city, this is the edge of whatever. Cool, I understand I'm not supposed to go any further, final turn around. That's sort of like, it's annoying, but whatever. But when you come to like something where you're obviously like I should be able to climb up this. This is literally like if I was in this game in the real world, I would just walk up this. This is not a steep so oh, but apparently I can. So yeah, so my number 2 gripe, if you will, is a uh, map design where you visually make it seem like I can go somewhere but I can't. What? Stop doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, like like even um you know, I hate I don't hate it. I was going to say I hate bringing it back to Destiny. I love bringing it back to Destiny. Um, uh, something we're all experienced with. So. De- Destiny has like the like the kill screen where it's like turn around five, four, like things mm-hmm. like that. Like like the invisible walls. Like you look at games like Breath of the Wild or like Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 for the most part where those games it's like if you can't go somewhere, like if you can see something, you can go there. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you're boxed in, it's always by like a mountain face or something where it's like a cliff yeah. face or like, you know, something. I just, it's so annoying when it's just like, a kill screen is one thing, but like just like an invisible wall, it's just so annoying. You just like bump into it, like doop, doop. It's just like, oh my and god, it, like I this know is so you, lazy. But when I encounter something like that, I'm always like, wait, is this a mistake? Am I supposed to be able? And then like, it's not like I go, oh, invisible wall. I'm always like, oh, am I doing this wrong? I'm supposed to jump over here. Like I still waste time sometimes going. No, nah, I'm not gonna say every time, but often going like, is this right? I can't. Oh, I, sure. Oh, okay. And then, and then the worst is okay. So say there's like an invisible wall and then you like come up to an invisible wall at a couple different points in the game and you're like oh okay like this is a thing that they use in this game and then like later in the game there'll be like an area where it's like there'll be like a piece of invisible wall or something but like you can like kind of like i don't go around it and like find like a little kind of like secret collectible it's like Mm. no you already established like invisible walls are impenetrable but then like later in the game it's like beside an invisible wall or like where you think there would be an invisible wall it's like 
they would have rewarded you for checking, but it's like, no, we've already established yeah. this. You've punished kind of me for the last bunch of hours checking these invisible walls. I'm not going to start now on level A where it turns out there's a gun. No, you're 100% right on that. Yeah, so that always annoyed me where it's like, like a game should reward you for exploration, not like dissuade you for it. 100%. Where it's like, it's like, no, you can't go here. No, you can't go here. No, you can't go here. Oh, but if you kind of like, so, you know, shimmy over here, you can kind of get in here and then boom. Oh, there's this like little mini cave with like a treasure chest or something in it. It's like, no, like make it more obvious or, or don't have this whole uh, invisible mall mechanic. It's, it, it's super annoying. Um, in things like multiplayer maps, I can kind of mm. uh, understand it more. Like I know you mentioned a multiplayer game. So it's like, it is to prevent people, like you kind of like close off the space so people can't kind of like glitch into like weird little areas and then just like snipe people. Yeah. So in a multiplayer map, I can 100% understand an invisible wall, but still just make it more of like a natural thing. Like maybe like attach yeah. it to like a cliff side or something. You know what I mean? So that's, I feel like that is one aspect where they can get away with it a little bit more, just to make it a little more easy for everybody. So you don't have these kind of like, like people like sneaking into little crevasses and stuff, little alcoves and, 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 and that sort of thing. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I will say, oh, uh, now it's my turn to go. We often talk about destiny. Destiny's multiplayer maps are pretty <laughs> good because they're bla- the, the game zone is blatant and it's visual. It's either like a steep drop off or a giant wall. Like you, you never really find on the edge of those maps. It's not entire. It's clear where you're supposed to be or uh-huh. whether you can go further in this direction. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give a shout out to destiny on that. It's a, uh, yeah, just long story short. There are many visual cues and techniques to say, don't go this way. So use them and also as andrew pointed out i hadn't even really thought about it, but that's a good point be consistent don't like say oh you can't go this way because there's a red x here all the time but then the eighth red x it's actually you should have gone that way to get like yeah money or whatever it's 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 dumb ah angry again now i need more time to like simmer down andrew, yeah we're gonna we're third. just getting riled up here just, Jeez, uh, i'm about to put uh, my table oh uh, except mine was made excellent heavily don't i couldn't flip this even if i was strong um yeah so that's my second one uh andrew your third issue with this art form called video game yes which we have established is art yeah um in a previous podcast i think i think we were the first three people yeah i think we i think most people were just like oh video games is pure commercialism but it's a toy and we're like no i think it has artistic merit i think it has artistic merit we're bold we're visionaries futurists if you will yeah, we should start a podcast. <laughs> so my third choice, this isn't like, like I would say that my first most annoyed thing was, you know, the NPC uh, escort mission. Mm-hmm. But what I saw, so I wouldn't say that like I saved my like most hated thing for last. So I th- I'd say this is probably like almost an honorable mention. Um, I had a bunch of honorable mentions and I'm, I've kind of knocked them off as, as we talked, but hey, so this I, one, that's what we're here for. We're talking about this stuff. Yeah. So this one was kind of like an also an honorable mention, but um, anyway, so the use of backtracking in a game or like essentially just like gating progress by you having to go back and do shit Mm -hmm. however you want to put that for instance i didn't play it all the way through we i only played like the uh like the demo like the, the the beta of anthem but i know with anthem there's a point where there's like you get to about like two thirds through the storyline and then there's like a door that is locked and then to like unlock the door you need to like go like 50 of like go kill 50 of this enemy type like collect like 50 of this resource like do like three of these missions and it's just like such a lazy way to design a game and i'm like again like destiny is so 
guilty of that. I mean, lately they've kind of like uh, relegated it to like side quests and not so much like the main storyline, even though there is still some of that. Also another game that... Can I interject for a second? I would actually, as a... Sorry, I'm being a complete jerk interjecting, but this last Destiny expansion had a hell of a lot of backtracking in it. It had a whole lot of physical backtracking. It was like, mm-hmm. go here. It was like, it was like, okay, go to this place uh, far up north. Oh, by the way, they are adding another landing point to Europa. Thank oh, goodness. Wonderful. Uh, so that'll be with this season. <laughs> it's but it, by the stranger. Exactly. That was another thing in the new Destiny expansion where it's like, boom, go all the way to like the north of this map. All right, like now fast travel back to this NPC. And then go all the way over here where you have to like ride your Sparrow for five minutes. Okay, now go back and talk to this NPC. Uh, so that was annoying. Also, another one, for instance, is in Metal Gear Solid 1 for the PS1. There's a point where you have this key card. And it is kind of like a cool mechanic where, so this, you need like this key, you need three different key cards in this game. And then you're thinking like, I got one key card. What do I do? Essentially, this three this key card is three different key cards. So what you have to do is like, it's affected by temperature. So you have the key card, you like put it in. Okay, boom, there's one of three. So it's affected by temperature. So you have to like backtrack to a point in the game. You just fucking run back for like all through like the whole game. Because like Metal Gear Solid 1 and to a Do enemies respawn when you run back? Yeah, they, there's like, they're like, they're respawned. It's not that they're respawned. It's like, I think there's like new enemies there. So anyway, so you do have to like sneak back and whatever. But essentially like it is kind of like you're like in a building, then there's like a linear path and then you're like in like a next kind of area, then there's like a linear path. So it's kind of like there is a linear path to travel back. So like these cards are affected by temperature. Uh, You have to go to this one area that's like super hot. You stand there for like, I don't know, three minutes while the quote heat is affecting the card. And then you got to like book it back. And I think there is a time limit or the card will revert back to its old state. So you make it hot run back, stick it in the machine. Okay, two or three. Then you have to go run back all the way again to this other area that's even farther away. That's almost at the beginning of the game. Make the, the thing cold. Stand there for three minutes. Book it back to the thing. Put the key card in. And boom. Okay, there you go. There's your three key cards. So that's like, that in my mind is like the ultimate like backtracking annoyance. Like again, there was like, at least there was like a story point reason for it. Like at mm-hmm. least they like were like, okay, cool. Like, this key card is like heat activated so at least it wasn't just like an anthem where they're like this door is locked go kill like 300 of this enemy type or whatever it was i don't know the exact numbers but i know it was like a, like an hour or two of work of just like even maybe even more of just like going around grinding shit but anyway yeah so those that's that's probably like my one one of my gripes with like one of my tropes that needs to go what what, what do you think about the whole oh. backtracking or art, artificially inflating a, a game's playtime as soon as you said it i had to reach for my nitroglycerin pills i was so angry this guy's uh, blood pressure is uh, spiking through the roof it's 920 over 6 i don't know blood pressure numbers i think um, you're dead oh really this is how i find out I thought it was this light that I've constantly have, like, you know, people I'm saying, come to us, and it just follows me around all the time. It might be just some dude with a flashlight, I don't know. But um, the number of games I've played which have had, like, okay, go over here, talk to this person. Now go over here, talk to this person. Now go back and talk to the person you first talked to. Cool. What? Like, that sort of, like, needless travel over the same area, especially when it's, like, something where, like, you've explored a region, then you're going on, it's like, Oh, you know what? This next quest is you just going back to like the where you've been like a whole bunch before. Just just go talk to that guy in that place you were, that guy in that tower, that guy in that town. You know, it's no, I a hundred percent don't like backtracking because it's just filler. It's not such filler, such filler. It, it, it doesn't do anything. Even if they kind of justify it by the plot, and many do, 
it's just like you always get this impression of like okay i'm I'm a guy who doesn't like to fast travel in games i like to sort of generally really say, I, I oh yeah what i i i when i'm playing like a big open map like uh like i said i'm playing the assassin's creed right now i only fast travel when i've got a pass over a vast area that i've cleared out but i don't go like okay where's my next region fast travel there i go kind of near it and then like to travel it and i love exploring maps so i i like to travel but I if you start though i i 100 fast travel like it, i'm i can't be asked to if i have to like go across the fucking map to go talk to somebody like no nah, i'm gonna go well i mean if it's travel. that far i'll fast travel but generally speaking i try to avoid it and especially in something like the elder scrolls games where or like the fallout games where once you've gone from point a to b and let's say you got to go back to point a there might be some new monsters of respawn or something like there might be something going on between if, if it's pretty empty area i'm probably gonna fast travel but I, I i try to avoid it as much as i can but um yeah like the number of times that when i get one of these like backtrack they're just like all right well i'm gonna fast travel because this is annoying like instead of just marching back and mar it's it's yeah it's so annoying like just yeah every time. The, it's terrible the uh like just just kind of like adding to what you said i it was just another honorable mention that mm -hmm. i had was just like the whole fetch quest thing like i mean I didn't. I didn't include it in my list, but you you, you talked about like like talking to this person, talking to this person. Like I feel like fetch quests have just been like I feel like now fetch quests are just kind of part of a game. So it's like mm -hmm. it's like it's such a broad term that you can't get rid of it, I guess. But like just the whole like you talk to a guy and he's like, oh man, like I would really love a magnifying glass, and then you just like gotta remember that, and then just like. Later on, you're, I don't know, you just, like, come across a magnifying glass. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy in some town wanted some magnifying glass. Or, like, where the game, where, like, the thing is, like, go get me a magnifying glass. And you have to, like, go get him one. And it's just, like, some stupid mission. You bring it back to him. And he's like, thank you. Here's, like, 500 gold. And you're like, sweet. I have, like, 3 million. Okay, cool. Yeah, next that was next map thing. marker. Yeah, I, th I think RPGs are one of the worst ones for that. And what's, I've, uh... I first, I think the earliest game, it must have been earlier than this, but I remember like in the first time WoW came out, it started the whole, hey, I got a mission for you. Okay, what's the mission, buddy? Am I going to go kill a guy? Do you know clear? Go find me six um, um, jerk beak feathers. And so you go find a nest of jerk beaks and you kill eight of them, but only one drop, maybe two. I was about to say, then there's an RNG element where yeah, and you're some just of them like, drop oh, in. Just, this is, this is why are you making i don't mind grinding things when there's an immediate reward but when it's really just like essentially what you're looking for are six keys to get to the next step of something it's just annoying okay that is just a trope that annoys me in and of itself that i didn't even think of the whole like when you have to collect something it's like like you said where it's like go like you need to collect like five of these things from this enemy and they only have jerk like a small feathers. they were jerk yeah, beak feathers jerk beak feathers and they like like the like the jerk beak like the jerks Jerk beaks? What, oh, what, jerk what, beaks, what uh, jerks. Yeah. Jerk so like avium is their uh, Latin name. Yeah, and they only have like a, like a I don't know eight percent chance of yeah. dropping the thing you need. So you're just grinding them out. At least like just make it instead of making an RNG thing where it's like you get a chance to get one and you need five, just make it a hundred and they have a hundred percent chance of dropping mm -hmm. it. Like why make it the stupid RNG element that like could potentially inflate the time way more? And like, just make it a guaranteed drop and just make me get more. Yeah, hundred percent. And oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump. No, 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 no. I was done. I was done. And 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 the worst part is, is it doesn't. If I'm collecting a hundred, if I have to kill a hundred jerk beaks for a hundred feathers, and I know each one's going to drop a feather, feels like progress. When you're shooting things, and you're sitting there, you're like, come on, just drop another one. It feels like the game is stalling out. 
Like, it almost feels like the game's, like... Is it dropping? Are these dropping? Has it glitched? And you're like, oh, what's going on? Why is this taking so long? Like, this is in progress. Like, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but I am a product of the MTV generation. Yeah, that's right. I'm old. And we were the first generation that's like loves that media give us give it to us fast so just give us a slow drip of progression where it's like every jerk beak drops a feather so you have one feather for every jerk beak you killed and you know you yeah. have to kill 30 of them not go like you're probably gonna end up killing like 30 to 40 and you to get your six feathers that's it's dumb i'd and, rather i'd rather kill 40 and know that i'm increasing it by one every time than increasing it 100%. 30 than having good rng 100 percent. 100 percent. anyway so i guess that kind of brings it brings us to uh your final choice my dude it what does was, actually your last choice it's almost like we don't even have to segue because it's basically what you were talking about and except it's not multiplayer it's single player based and what it is is the bloat what single player games lately things like assassin's creed uh cyberpunk 2077 um these shadow are like, of mordor that sort of shadow thing. mordor yeah where it, oh and the uh mass effect andromeda was really bad for this and what this is, is, bloat is basically where you have a story, but you just add all this extra stuff to it that doesn't need to be there, but so that anybody, and I'm, I hate to say it, I'm a completionist who never completes games. It's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a hypocritical enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a, I don't know, slightly overweight 44 year old man's body. And it's like, why do you I, I i have to like every checkpoint or every spot on the map i'm like well i gotta take care of this i gotta i gotta clear the map i gotta think this is just something that's always been there for me when i've had any game that had a map with little icons on it and nine times out of ten especially in mass effect andromeda this is, i hate to say this by the way the next few minutes a lot of mass effect andromeda ripping it's like you go there okay what am i doing oh go to these three points cool what's what's over here oh so Oh, it's uh oh I gotta collect six um ice crystals from these guys. Or oh I gotta bring supplies to these three uh, rebels over here. You know, it's like it's so bloated and also in that game, like there are like nine or seven or eight planets you have to go to before you can get to the end. And it's like literally there's like two desert planets, there's two kind of jungly vague like yeah, it's well there's one jungle planet. It's it's just so like it's like these people, when they're designing a single-player game, say, if you don't spend 80 hours playing my game, you're not going to be satisfied. And maybe that's to answer some kind of, like, survey or metric they found. Maybe it's something, maybe that's a legitimate response to a demand in the marketplace for longer-playing single-player games. But I'll tell you right now. No, maybe... it's to sell you It's to sell you XP boosters, that's why. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's for... Uh... That that is true for the Assassin's Creed series. It was funny they didn't have them at first, but they're they're there, and there now. And I just look of at them like they are. The thing is, so I, I think we talked about this it's because they don't they don't have them in there on launch because then everybody reviews it without XP boosters. Yeah, and then in there. like we and then they add them later, and all the reviews are. Hey, lazy bastards! Give us twenty bucks, and you can get twice XP twice as fast. And and for me, actually, I think those things are anathema. I mean, like I think we've talked about this. I love the progression part, so I'm like. I actually, one of the things I'll say about Assassin's Creed, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, it looks like the top level will be like 250 or 300. And I'm like a level 130 right now. And I got to say, I've gotten almost all the skills I want. I'm like, it has a list, it has a map where you can sort of uh, see, I know it sounds weird to describe the skill tree as a map, but that's what it is. And you can see like the big skills and I'm like, uh, I guess I could carry two heavy weapons at the same time. What the fuck is that? I don't care. Um, <laughs> but like it's, and uh, uh, Ubisoft games are also like this where uh they just like are constantly and it's never 
you can have a long game, but give me something interesting every time. What the Ubisoft games do, and what uh, Mass Effect Andromeda does, and a lot of other games as well, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, is after a while it becomes a blur. Like, they don't become memorable moments. Even the things where they have little curated stories for, uh, oh, you, you're busting into this place to rescue somebody who's being held by a gang of whatever. Or, oh, this uh, little person over here wants you to jump into a well to find the lost treasure that he's looking for his dad. You're like, those stories are interesting, but after you've done 30 of them, like, you honestly, they just become a blur. And I find when I'm finishing these longer games... I just start getting to like a I like I can kind of remember the main plot and the, but the actual memorable moments are few and far between. Now I'd like to go back to talk to my favorite game of all time, Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two, you can finish even if you're completing everything in like thirty to forty hours, maybe fifty if you're real, just sort of like taking your time, checking everything out, and not just like doing stuff, but like looking at sites and such. Oh, and DLC would also be in addition to that time. But this, within those 30 to 50 hours, is just crisp storytelling. There's always something new. And every side quest is a new thing. And every t you spend a lot of time scanning planets. That's kind of dull. But when you find a planet that has something for you to land and investigate, it's something different. It's a new... Like, they're very memorable, short little stories. And the side quests all have a purpose. They're not just a busyness. They're like, you want to get your characters loyal. It helps you with the end final mission. And it's just such a great game. It shows that they, you can make a game who's, even if you're just like powering through the main story, is about 25 to 35 hours to ensure your crew survives at the end. And it's, it's great. You know, it's like you, you, I, I've, I've replayed Mass Effect more times than I have spent. Like, definitely I've played each game more than 100 hours. Like, absolutely. Like, I've done two or three or four full cycles of the trilogy remaster coming out soon i'll be buying that but yeah sorry i'm getting off on a bit of a rant here maybe it's a coffee jag but long story short video games for the single player you don't need to make you you can't look at it and go like how many hours does it take to complete 80 it's got to be closer to 100 it's like no man just ignore the length of a game i've played like half-life 2 which came out in 2004 you can finish that game in a day if you start about 10 hours later you can be at the end of it in the citadel uh spoiler alert for uh 16 year old 17 year old game but it was great and it's super memorable like every part of that game i have burned in my brain because it's a really memorable story and i've replayed that game like seven or eight times absolutely over the last two decades and yeah i think brevity is the soul of wit is is the sign of wit or whatever and i realized the hypocrisy of me i was like, just for about, about like, 10 minutes that. on this i understand that I, I i i am a hypocrite here on this but it just makes me so bad god blood pressure is oh. now seven over three cherries what the hell so I I think that that problem it almost like encapsulates every other gripe we have yep. because you take a game that you know could have been whatever a 40 hour game that is like you said like action packed it's got all these great beats but then somebody in the head office is like okay this isn't a 40 hour game this is this got to be an 80 hour game or a 60 hour game we gotta, you know, we gotta pad that shit out. So then what happens is you start having, you know, fetch quests like we talked about. You start having escort missions. You mm -hmm. start having all these, like, filler missions that are just, like, padding out the storyline, padding out the playtime. And then what you see a lot of times now, like we've mentioned in games like, you know, some of the Assassin's Creed games, uh, Shadows of Mordor was uh, notorious for it, where you hit this wall about two-thirds through the game and... This again, this kind of we talk about like 
oh, you can't progress unless you do these certain instances, like these certain things, like you grind out in Anthem. It's like the same thing. It's like in in uh, these games where it's like you can't progress unless you like grind out all these like little missions that like they're like like super tedious missions that nobody really wants to do. And oh, lo and behold, in the marketplace, there's an XP booster where for nine ninety nine instead of doing like you know a hundred of these shitty little side quests or like these little like oh you have to like uh assassinate all these different things for like xp because there's no other way to earn xp at this point it's like you have to grind out the same shitty type of missions you instead of doing like a hundred of them it's like oh you only got to do 30 of them with like the xp booster on like you pay 9.99 you're getting the xp booster it's like a you know a times three multiplier for xp or times five whatever and you can like grease through the kind of grindy superfluous content that they added only to you know pad the game time and you know sell you an xp booster so as i said so it kind of like encapsulates all the problems that we've well, not all the problems but a lot of the problems we talked about where it's like these kind of like poor game design decisions just to incorporate it just to like pad a game and it's like yeah you're padding the game for those reasons that i mentioned a game that i remember uh, that I kind of felt like had this problem was, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Red Dead Redemption 2, where you part of, uh, about two thirds of the way through the game, or maybe a little bit less, maybe about halfway, actually, it's about two thirds. Anyway, you go to this place called Guarna, which is essentially Cuba, and you do this like kind of like little side mission with some like revolutionaries there. And when you come back to the main play area that you left to go to Cuba, it feels like there's like a whole section that they added there. That was just like to pad out like there was like a lot of kind of like filler missions and like unmemorable missions like you said they become a blur so red dead has these really great kind of like set piece missions where you know you're you're in a trolley you're in, you're in a hot air balloon you're like storming a fort whatever and like there's these like really great moments these really great set piece moments that are like set pieces and then like the last kind of third of the game before it like kind of like builds up into the last chapter which again the, it's all worth it like this kind of filler that you have to go through because the last kind of section the last chapter of the game where you're finishing the game tying up all like the you know the storylines and whatever is so strong that it is worth it to push through all that quote filler but it, it still exists where it's like if you kind of just if they took out a bunch of that and like once you got back from guarna you kind of started winding down the storyline i think i think first of all i think a lot of more people would have finished the game because i've talked to a lot of people and they've kind of like once they come back to what, what's the area in red dead Oh, um, well, I know there's regions like West Elizabeth, uh, Lemoyne is... there, like, a whole is... map? Well, I guess it's America, right? Yeah, Lemoyne yeah. is supposed to be Louisiana, West Elizabeth is, like, Wyoming yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I so it's America. The region's called. So, yeah, so once you come back to America, whatever you want to call it, it's definitely just kind of... It, it loses forward momentum for a solid, I don't know, like, like, 10, 15, 20 hours until it, like, finally, okay, cool, I'm in, like, the last chapter where it's, like, you're doing all, like, the final missions and shit. One day I'll finish that game. One day. You know what I'm oh. saving that for? I'm saving that for the retirement home when I've just, like, got nothing to do all day. And I'm just like, oh, my kids don't visit me because I don't have kids. <laughs> oh, I'll play but some but you'll, you'll have dementia, so you won't remember that you don't have kids, though. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Hell yeah. Wow. This was a chilling vision of things to come for me. Yeah. So there we have had it. I guess this has been a good little talk about the things in video games that we don't like. And there are many more, so this may become a repeating feature when we... I this podcast so. is like it's just like two two white guys pissed off about video games. We're yeah. So as I've said before, we're two white guys with beards, uh, severely underrepresented uh, video game 
Why won't anyone <laughs> listen to what we have to say? Oh, God, we're terrible. But you know what? I've been looking at my blood pressure. It's been high, and I, I think now it's just like, it's literally like a Chinese cuneiform over, like, just, you know the triangle with the, the all-seeing eye? And then the American dollar bill. This is the weirdest, yeah, this is the weirdest machine. I, I really probably shouldn't have it hooked up to me and my cell phone and my internet. Um, but what is a cure for uh, blood pressure? Giving. Giving someone a gift is, which introduces. Oh, you don't say. I do say. It's almost like we huh. talked about this. Ah, yes. Uh, so I'm going to ease my blood pressure with, and hopefully Andrews as well, by forcing him to give me a gift. Uh, with this new little uh, segment that uh, that we've come up with, where does it have a name? Do we have a name for it? Oh God, you know what? It's funny. It's we funny to say that. I I thought of I I couldn't come up with a name for it. It was, it was like uh like the steam gifting. Regifting on Steam. Gabe Newell is a communist. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so what it is, is Andrew and I have had a challenge of finding a game under $10 or around about $10. Or around $10. Around $10. $10. We're not sticklers. We're not sticklers, no. Um, $10 American, probably. Uh, to find a game for the other person. So I found on a game Steam, for... On Steam. On Steam, yes. Sorry, uh, on Steam. Go to Hell Epic uh, unless you want to give us the money. Well, I mean, I guess I guess then, you could do Epic, but, but on PC is, is what we're trying well, to say. Well, yeah, on PC. And I hate to say it right now as it stands, Steam is probably the best library for very cheap, like, obscure games and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And so we decided to essentially choose a game each. And I haven't told Andrew what he's I've gotten him, and he hasn't told me what he's gotten me. Right? Right? Him? Correct. Me. Him? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. I'm. I know semantics. I don't. Even you put the semantics. Sam in semantics. Yes, I do. It's right afterwards. Semantic Sam. <laughs> um. So I've gotten Andrew a game, and he's gotten me a game, and we are now about to reveal the game. Whoa. Now, whoa well, first. Whoa, well, yeah. Whoa, sorry. Whoa. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Well, first, you should say what we you know plan to do with the games before. Oh we, yes, of course. We them. So what we're gonna do is the challenge is this: the other person has to play the game for 10 hours or until they complete it if and some games that may be sort of murky about when you've definitely completed like if it's a simple puzzle game or whatever maybe like we're not hard and fast on the time but basically until you finish you've gotten a good sample of it or you've completed the game or you've played it long enough that you're like i know what this is 10 hours is an arbitrary number that uh we may not even get close or we may massively exceed depending on the games Exactly. And then, yeah, so then we're going to, in the next episode, do, I guess, like a little review mm-hmm. or talk about the, the games we got each other. Exactly. So it, it's going to, you know, you're going to give your recommendation. I guess really, as of now, I mean, I think the the parameters will change. But as of now, our pretty much our only parameters were uh, around $10 and like, don't make it like a AAA game. Like, don't get like, don't get the other guy fucking like star wars jedi academy or like dishonored because it's oh, on man, sale I, I looked at star wars jedi academy it was I, know, so did I, so did I. I was like hmm it does like star wars it is ten dollars currently what do you think about dark forces would that have been okay i don't know no uh, no like no like triple a games like like i mean with like a kind of more slant on i guess like indie games well at some point i'm sure we could do it okay cheap triple a game for each other so oh for sure for sure but that's for why i said one, they we could to keep it indie or relatively small unknown games uh who should go first should i give to you you to me which how do what do you think is the best way to do this gentlemen ge- gentlemen first all right so the game i am going to buy you andrew lanza is called <laughs> it is it is a platformer and it is name its title literally is capital r capital r capital r capital r 
I'm, I'm not kidding. That's really what it is. And the funny thing is, is I was looking at this game. So it's a platform game. And when I looked at like people, like the whole like Steve has a thing where it says, oh, this is kind of like these games. The two games it says it was kind of like Castle Crashers and Cuphead. I'm like, okay, this is. This oh. Is, I don't know if it is. It, it might be crazy. It might not work. I can tell you a little about the game. I have it open now about this game. This game takes place in the year 3018 after waking up from a cryogenic freeze. The super soldier rabbit with a capital R finds himself in a dangerous world full of dangers and deadly traps. A dangerous world full of dangers. That doesn't feel like that's... I feel like there's something wrong with that grammatically, but I'm too dumb to know what. Learn the you secret... You just need to learn copy, bro. Yeah, and I, sh I, should, I should go be a copy editor. Or I should just drink more copy. Uh, <laughs> learn the secret origin of the hero. Explore the world of the game, which is just one sentence. There's no punctuation between those, so there should have been at least a comma somewhere in there. And then comma... Fight with alien opponents and dangerous robots. And I'm going through the screenshots here, and I didn't notice this till literally right now. At one point, one of them I kind of recognize as a tribal thing, but I swear, where is it? It was one of these. Oh, yeah, there is one where it looks like you have... Have you ever seen Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Do you remember... I can't... The Billy Crystal monster. I can't remember what he's called. Uh, Mike? No, not Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike. Right? Mike was asking. It, yeah, it, it looks like he's in a cave. Yeah, and then Sully's the other one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's black and white, which I think would be... I know you are going through Cuphead recently, so I'm like, let's get him the exact opposite of that. Yeah, so I will add this to my um, cool. cart and send it your way. Might be great, might be awful. We'll find out next time. Sweet, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. that. You are a kind, giving man. Well, it's it's lowered my blood pressure to a flat line in the that I've needed. So what I did is I went to Google and I searched for best Steam games under $10. That. And That's I went smart. through it. <laughs> so I, I went through and like there's like a bunch of Reddit threads and there's like a website also that like I guess has like an it's like an aggregator of all the ratings and shit. So I used that and there are like a bunch of like AAA games like as I said like Dishonor, Jedi Academy, like Battlefront 2, mm -hmm. a bunch of games for like 9.99 and shit where I'm like obviously I'm not going to get those and there was a bunch of cool ones where I'm like, "Ooh, this looks really cool." Not only for Sam but for myself. There's this one really cool platformer called Lisa that I didn't choose it for you because it's a platformer, but I almost got it. It looked really fucking cool. I really like the art style and stuff like that. But so what I went with was a game that I've heard a lot about. I've always wanted to play it. And this will be a good excuse because mm. this will let, let me know if you like it. I will let you know that it, had, it got a 10 out of 10 on IGN. But um, a game called Undertale. Have you heard of this? I've heard of this and I have wanted to play it. This Sweet. is great news. This Sweet. is great news. I came out on top, listeners. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't a competition. I haven't bought it yet, so let's... Oh, let's um, oh I don't know. Undertale? Cool. I'm getting you fucking Vice Project <laughs> Um, So this one is a bit of a... In a way, a bit of a dig at you and Boyan uh, oh. for last episode talking shit about 8-bit art. Wait, so this, this is the one with like super realistic, photorealistic 3D graphics, right? Undertale renowned for its chilling, like, looks like you're looking in a mirror kind of business, right? nope it's 8-bit uh -oh. so it's this really cool and i've always wanted to play it as i said so i've heard i've heard some good things about it um and i i know a little bit about it but essentially it's this kind of like throwback nintendo style as i said it's 8-bit um and it's like a turn-based rpg kind of but the battle mechanic is like do you know what a bullet hell game is yeah yeah so it's like essentially the way you do attacks is like you do these like 
little mini bullet hell mini video like mini games but it's it's an rpg so mm-hmm. it's like you that's how you do attacks like i don't know and it has a really cool art style the music's really cool from what i've seen and the really like the kind of big mechanic is the game in the game is you can beat the game without injuring anybody like you can play the whole game without injuring i, another, I love that I love, another I love, enemy I love, the whole I love game. pacifist the what you call it i don't always do it and hardly ever do but i'll try that i'm gonna try that for you andrew well, it's cool if you have the option, at least. It's like, yeah. you know, you don't have to kill, kill everything. So, what, so from what I've seen, I, like, I just know it's like you're like a kid and you go to this like underworld and there's these like monsters and you have to like go through and escape. I'm, I hear it's like really funny, really sweet. I hear the writing's really good. I hear the storyline's really good. So I thought, you know what? I could find some shitty shovelware game for like two forty nine and force Santa to play it. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll hook the guy up with something nice. Uh, I'm going to say right now, I think looks good and it looks like it's part of a bundle so i don't think it's just nothing that ever oh no 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 no! i wasn't digging i wasn't digging on you at all on 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 your choice no i was playing to the listeners i'm not i'm not cheap or didn't just get lazy and hit the r's and go like ah man your 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 cat just hit your keyboard and it was just (laughs) just four hours hours. that's not a game oh shit it is a game all right cool all right thanks thanks cat yeah, so that's great. So I think what'll happen next time is we will review the games. We'll see how much of a review we can get. Maybe we throw in a little sort of small topic either at the top or bottom to pad it, or maybe the whole hour is us talking Undertale yeah. and... We'll have to, I guess, see how much we can say about the games, yeah. but I kind of assume it probably wouldn't be a full episode, kind of like what, maybe yeah. what we're doing now, where we're like, kind of like tacking on, on at the end, but that'll to be, that's that's to be I, I feel TBD. like it'll be like a half thing. Like we do half, yeah. Yeah. half an hour about that and the other half hour about whatever else is the current topic of the day like uh um, who knows how 2021 is going it'll be like fucking gabe newell buys apple or something like that <laughs> gabe newell stabs people he's got all those knives and he finally just storms, he the, gabe crazy. storms the capital someone's like hey gabe half-life 3 what's that come oh god okay now that we've accused a very rich man of potentially murdering people um i think our lawyers are probably gonna have something to say at some that's point. fine yeah that's their job. Well, anyways, so it sounds like uh, we've gotten through a whole bunch of topics about things we hate in video games, and we ended up with a mini Christmas, if you will, for, or Festivus, uh, of giving gifts. It's like the gift of the Magi. I gave you a video game, and then you cut off your keyboard and sold it so that you could afford the game for me, and I cut off my mouse. It's wonderful. It's uh, it's truly, truly a glorifying hour of witness. I praise be. And on that note, I'd like to thank you all for listening to our podcast. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and do all that sort of stuff that you do on the internet. I really, really should look this up at one point. Smash that motherfucking like button! Yes, smash that motherfucking like button. Do you say like or light button? Because I don't want people to turn off their lights. Just, I mean, maybe, maybe they turn it off and on is how you simply... Okay, if you finish listening to this episode, flick your lights on and off really fast. Just right now. Okay, good job. But again, thank you for listening. I'm Sam Hall, and this is... Buffs and... Oh, you were supposed to say you. Oh, oh, Buffs and and Nerfs. With Andrew Lanza. Take care, 